Welcome back to another episode of Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Their customer service is tremendous and you'll be very impressed with the products that they can offer. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out more. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We also want to thank Violet Defense for their support. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their athletes and their teams play better. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, from the club and the youth level, up through high schools and colleges, and even professional teams are using Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program, or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your athletic program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. They sponsor the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. 
Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you to the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your student athletes or your parents, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a uh, real special guest today, Bill Fitzgerald. Bill is a certified master athletic administrator, longtime high school athletic director. He's retired, but he's not taking it easy. Uh, he's the executive director for the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, the State AD Association for Nebraska. He's very involved at the state and at the national level. Uh, nationally, he's the current chair for the NIAAA Publications Committee. So all those great uh, articles, the uh, you know, IAAA magazine that comes out, uh, you know, he directs the crew that produces all that. So, Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate it and looking forward to having a discussion today. Uh, well, uh, you know, we're excited to have you. Um, as you probably know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell them a little bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up, where you went to school and college and how your path has, you know, led you to this, uh, you know, present uh, position of, you know, directing ADs in the state of Nebraska. Well, I always like to kind of say that I'm a product of the educational society. My dad was a teacher and a coach in the Kansas City, Kansas public schools. Uh, I grew up there until I was in about sixth grade, and he had the opportunity to take a position at Peru State College in Peru, Nebraska. So we moved from major inner city uh, metropolis to a town of about a thousand people, and it was quite a culture shock to me, but it was also probably one of the best things that could have happened for me. Uh, my dad, I, I played a little bit of youth sports in Kansas City, some football, some baseball, uh, when I got to high school, I was involved in football and basketball, golf, uh, fortunate enough to play on a couple state championship teams in Legion Ball and enjoyed that a lot. Uh, in college, I played at Peru State and was uh, also involved in baseball there. And during that time, I was the student assistant to the athletic director for four years at Peru State. And that kind of got me going. Uh, that, that guy happened to be my dad, so that helped a little bit. I uh, knew him pretty well. He put me to work. I got to know all the different things that, that an AD needed to do. So I think it was pretty much on-the-job training. I was also the student intramural director, and he pretty much said, okay, this is yours. Run it. And it was kind of interesting as a freshman going with some of the seniors who had had some different rules and regulations, but we got through it and did a good job, and I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a lot of fun to be there. You know, a, a couple of things. Uh, back in the 90s, uh, I coached at uh, Missouri Valley College. We actually traveled to Purdue, uh, Peru State and right. uh, and played a football game. So I've been there. Um, You've been to the Oak Bowl then, haven't you? Absolutely. I, I, really, I thought it was a pretty cool venue. Fan. 
It is absolutely fantastic now, Jake. It is an all uh, turf facility. They redid the entire grandstands and quite a, quite a nice place. So. Uh, yeah. Well, when we were there uh, a long time ago, I, I was very impressed with the setup that the whole bowl, uh, you know, thing was very cool. Uh, you mentioned something that sparked a memory for me, uh, directing intramurals while you're in college. I did that not my freshman year, my senior year, uh, uh, me and another uh, member of uh, a football teammate of mine, you know, we were in charge of intramurals. And looking back, uh, you know, what a great experience as far as dealing with, you know, schedules and, and personalities and uh, officials and things. Uh, what's something that really sticks out for you uh, from that period of time? Well, I, I think I made an awful lot of friends in college during that time that I have been able to keep up with. Uh, we all served as officials. We all played together. We all did that kind of stuff in our off seasons. And obviously when I was involved in baseball, it was a little tougher for me to be involved. Some of those folks took over at that point. Uh, I did play baseball for only three years because my between my junior and senior year, I decided to make it a little more complicated got married to my wonderful wife of 40 some years. Uh, and she is still with me. Can't believe it, but she is. <laughs> and she also, uh, she and I did our student teaching that spring of our senior year. So we, it was, it was a hectic time. We didn't make a lot of money, but we also enjoyed ourselves and got through school and, and did some things. So. Yeah. Uh, you bring up another great point. Uh, you know, we talk about the athletic director's toolbox or the coach's toolbox. I think one of the most important tools, and it was only mentioned by maybe, you know, three couple of ADs was making sure you try to, if you can't marry uh, a partner who is a coach uh, or a teacher and understands it, you know, at least make sure your partner, you know, knows exactly what they're getting into when they do marry you know, that head coach or AD, uh, so very important. Uh, sounds like you were, uh, like me, you, uh, you outkicked your coverage. Yeah. Well, I, I did no doubt about that. She, uh, she was a math teacher out of college and she and I both got jobs. Our first jobs were down at a little school just South of Ottawa, Kansas, uh, Central Heights high school. And we were there for three years, enjoyed it a lot. Uh, at that point I was assistant football, assistant basketball, and junior high track and field. So I was busy. We were always on different schedules, it seemed like, then. So we, we got used to it pretty easily. Uh, we found an opportunity that I could come back to Nebraska, and we jumped at that job. And I was at Louisville Public Schools for 24 years. And in that position for the first 10, I was head volleyball coach, head boys basketball, and head girls track and field. And the seasons pretty much came right up against each other. So she was the one that was taking care of things at home. We started our family then. I've got two great kids, both are grown. My daughter is uh, involved in education now. She is also a middle school volleyball coach. So she knows a little bit about what I've been through. My son's an attorney and took the high road. He also works uh, at the state legislature in Nebraska down in Lincoln in the uh, Urban Affairs Committee. So he does all of the legal work for bills and things like that that come through that committee. Uh, I listen to his discussions sometimes that I don't always know what he's talking about, but I know he does. And that's the important thing. Uh, both my kids were involved in school at Louisville. And I was fortunate enough at my last 11 years there, got a chance to be the AD there after coaching for a while. It was kind of funny. They came to me and said, you know, 
Bill, your dad was an AD, wasn't he? Would you like to be an assistant AD? And, and I, I said, well, what do you want me to do? Well, write some contracts, hire the officials. You know all those guys anyway. And I said, sure, I can do that. Well, after a year of doing that and helping cover things, they said, you're doing such a good job. We'd like you to move into the AD's position. And I said, okay, but I've got to get out of some kind of coaching because I said I was still doing free head coaching jobs at that point. And I, they said, I said, whatever's easiest, get me out of. I stepped down from basketball, kept the other two going. Uh, still got a chance to be around my kids, which was great. And about the time my daughter was getting ready to graduate from school, I started thinking about the fact that, you know, maybe I could do this at a bigger school and enjoy it just as much. And I, I got my administrative degree because if you're going to go to a class A school in Nebraska, you pretty much are going to have to be an assistant principal or something like that. And I was very fortunate to get interviewed and hired for the job at Fremont High School. That's where I spent my last 12 years. Uh, they're a class A school, probably 23rd largest in about 36 or so. Um, it was a challenge because we're outside the metro area of Omaha and Lincoln but we're still in that conference and still have that. Uh, it was kind of like being in a small school, but in a larger town. And the, the community really cares about things an awful lot. I tremendously enjoyed my time, but after 39 years, I said, you know what? It's time for somebody else to have that opportunity, so. Uh, again, uh, great, great uh, examples about taking advantage of opportunities, You know, both coaching as well as AD. For our listeners, we're visiting with Bill Fitzgerald, a longtime athletic director in the state of Nebraska and currently the executive director for the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrator Association, also chair of the NIAAA's Publication Committee. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be back with some more team building tips. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams and their athletes play better. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even professional programs are using Huddle to help their teams play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your school, or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we Power Sports. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Bill Fitzgerald, the Executive Director for the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Bill, uh, earlier on, you talked about, you know, how your dad was an athletic director, and I'm sure, you know, he's somewhere on your list of uh, the mentors that you've had in your life. So if you could, you know, share with us, you know, some of the people that have impacted you and, and helped you along the way. Well, my dad was a major factor in what I've become and how I've been. Uh, when I was growing up, I was always kind of that tag along kid where we had, uh, 
you know, sports and, and practices and stuff like that. I was going with him. Uh, I enjoyed it an awful lot being around the athletes and stuff. Uh, I learned not only from him educationally, but a lot of life lessons as well. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away in 1998. Uh, during the time that I was an AD, he had helped me during, up till that point. And you'd be amazed how many times you find yourself thinking, okay, how would my dad handle this? Uh, he was a great person to be around. Uh, I think probably a huge advocate for students more than anything. If you were to talk to any of the people that he had as students back in high school, college, he would probably be mentioned in a, a good light. Um, I can tell you that another person that probably was a great mentor for me was Kurt Glather. He is now involved with Lincoln Public Schools, but he was my principal at Louisville for a while. And he helped me realize that even though I'd been at Louisville for a long time, if I wanted something different, I needed to go outside the box. And he got me involved in the, the educational leadership and the things that I needed to do to move to the next level. So, you know, he's, he's a good person. He was sports oriented. I uh, had a lot of educational side of, of the job. He it made me realize that I needed to, you know, kind of push ahead a little bit, get going. So after 24 years and my daughter graduated from high school, that's when I got the opportunity to, to look at the, the Fremont job and was fortunate enough to be able to fill that role. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, talking about, you know, your current position as the executive director um, and also your position as the chair for the publications committee for the NIAAA, you know, those things just don't happen. Um, so share with our listeners, particularly the younger ones, um, how you first got involved at the state level and your certifications, you know, CMAAs, et cetera, and how that led to, you know, being involved at the committee level at, uh, on a national, uh, for the national organization. Well, when I moved into the AD's position at Louisville, there were a couple ADs in our conference that said, hey, Bill, this is something you ought to be involved in too. So I joined the state association that first year. It was probably the second, maybe third year of that, that I got approached by one of the board members of the NSI AAA and said, hey, I'm moving into the executive board. We need somebody to fill the district two position for a year and then maybe beyond if you want to, uh, would you be interested in that? So I was elected to the district two position. I held that for three or four years. And then I moved into the leadership position on the executive board of the NSI AAA. Vice president, president-elect, I was president in uh, 2013, and then I served as past president. Once I got done with that, you know, I was kind of, and during that time, I worked towards my CAA, which I got in 2004, and my CMAA, which I finished in 2009. Those are the kind of things that helped me build some connections with the national level. Uh, the first conference I ever went to at the national level, I went to Nashville, beautiful place, but I don't remember much about it because I took four LTI classes that I needed for my CMAA. And the last day I was there, it was kind of funny. These guys from Nebraska said, Fitz, where have you been? And I said, I've been in classes the whole time. And I, they said, well, come on, let's go. So we did some touring around Nashville area and it was a lot of fun. Saw some battlefields, I'm a big Civil War freak you know, that kind of thing. So I enjoyed it an awful lot, but it gave me an opportunity to do things. When I got off the state board, 
you just kind of feel like, okay, you've been involved in this so long and so busy and now it, it stops and you need to do something else. So that's when I applied to be in a position on one of the, the committees at the national level. Uh, Lane Green was getting off of the, the publications committee at that time from Kansas to move on to the board. He said, Bill, you'd be perfect for this. Let's push you that way. So in 2014, I joined the publications committee and uh, I was fortunate enough to get to know the guys, learn the process. I moved into a vice chair position in 2017 and the last two years now I have been the publications chair. Uh, the professional growth and contacts that you get in a committee like that are unbelievable. Uh, I mean, the folks that I've known and the experience I've gained from them just oozes. John Evers, uh, Rusty Lee, Glenn Gillespie, Gary Stevens, John DiColo, Craig Perry. I could go on and on and on. Guys that I have learned tons from and they have helped me. And now being the chair, I look back and I'm the old guy with all the new kids in block. And those new kids have some fantastic ideas. Uh, we have a great group on the publications committee now. Uh, I can turn it loose with anything. They'll run with it. We've got good ideas, good articles, you know, great position. Justin Chapman at the national office is our copywriter. He does an awesome job helping put the magazine together. So that, that kind of is where we we're at. I started at the very lowest level in our state association and just kept working my way up the ladder. A lot of times people want to just move to that third or fourth rung. Doesn't always work that way. No, I, again, you you talked about, you know, the, the time in Nashville where you took all those courses, you know, sitting at those tables in those LTI sessions or even in workshops, you know, that's where you make those connections that and whether it becomes, you know, just a, somebody you can call or email with a, an issue uh, say, hey, what do you think about this? Or some of them might actually turn right. into a mentor or right. that connection that gets you on that committee. So, uh, well, and we have an awful lot of people that on our committee go back and forth with stuff. Uh, I, I will say right now, my two vice chairs that we have on that committee, Dr. Mark Rarick in North Dakota and Mike Hughes in Colorado, they all rib me a little bit, call me Uncle Bill, you know, that kind of thing. But at the same time, we get along well, we work well together. And I think with the other folks that are involved as well, it's just a fun time. It's a family atmosphere, but when we get together, we get a lot of work done and we get it done in a short amount of time. So. No, with, without a doubt, the publications committee uh, really does a great job for all the members of the NIAAA. So, I think one listener. of our biggest problems on our publications committee is that the, the board keeps plucking people from our committee to go to the board. And that's a good thing. It's great, but we've had some people that haven't had a chance to serve all the way out because they've been needed on that board. And that's an excellent option there. The good news is I'm no longer an AD working, so I can't move that direction. So I think I'm probably hit the top where I'm at. I've enjoyed my time. I look forward to this last year that I'm gonna be publications chair, and then hopefully somebody will take it up and move on with it, same thing, so. Okay. Uh, since you opened the door, I'm going to go ahead and be uh, a topper here. Uh, you know, you mentioned publications committee. Uh, two people that I came on to uh, at pretty much the same time on the certification committee 
uh, were tabbed and became presidents, you know, Lisa Langston and Todd Absolutely. Olson. So uh, I guess I was the failure in that group. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, again, for our listeners, uh, we're visiting with Bill Fitzgerald, the executive director for the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, chair of the NIAAA Publication Committee and a longtime athletic director in Nebraska. We're going to be back with some more. Uh, please stay with us. This is Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast. We want, to th <clears throat> we want to thank our good friends at Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see what these products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. We're back with Bill Fitzgerald, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and Longtime Athletic Director in, in the state of Nebraska. Bill, we always ask our guests um, if they can share some best practices, you know, maybe things that uh, you actually did at your schools, some initiatives or things that you've seen come across your table uh, in publications. Uh, do you have any best practices that you can share for our listeners? Well, in the state of Nebraska, one of the things that the NSAA, our state activity association, has started is unified sports. And that has probably been one of the best things that has come out of it. Uh, we started with unified bowling in our state. Uh, Fremont jumped in hands down. We had some great activities and opportunities for both our special needs students, as well as our regular ed students. And they worked together to, for a goal. And they had a great time with that. They are now, I know, doing some unified basketball, some unified track. You will see all kinds of activities at our state track meet. We have special events for those folks and going that way. Uh, so we have, we have some good things to be involved with there. Uh, as far as our best practices are concerned, that's one of our Try to one of our features in the IAA magazine. Uh, we try to share those things with folks. I don't want to get ahead of myself there because we've got some good things to share with people in our next coming issues. Uh, we're actually in the springtime going to do an entire issue based around Title IX, and, or I'm sorry, in summer edition and the, the anniversary coming up. And I think that's an excellent area to touch base on to make sure people understand the importance of what it was and how it has impacted female athletes and participation across our nation. Yeah, again, it's such a tremendous resource. Uh, you know, we wish it, you know, was maybe came up more frequently. I know that would give you guys a lot more work to do. It would, uh, <laughs> that's okay. But, uh, um, you know, looking back, over the years, um, you know, there's been some really, uh, you know, some giants, some Hall of Famers that have contributed uh, to the IA magazine. Uh, in your tenure on the committee, uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but, you know, what's one article maybe uh, that 
you know, really jumped out at you at the time and has, in your opinion, really stood the test of time, you know, still applicable today as it was when it first came out. Can you think of one? Uh, you know, probably not off, off the top of my head in that respect, but I do know that there are some segments and things that we, we have done. Uh, Dr. Bob Stitchcomb, who's no longer with us, and John Evers put together a segment of articles related to the 14 responsibilities and duties of an athletic director. And I think those are things that probably we all need to review at one point in time. Uh, they took two at a time and they went through them and shared with our membership through about seven different magazines. But it was also a good segment to, to have a reminder of what we are responsible for as ADs. I, it, when we teach and mentor our new ADs here in Nebraska, it's amazing how many of them do not have a clue as to all the things that we have to do in our jobs and the responsibilities legally that we have to help them and help our sport activities progress in the manner they should. Yeah, great, great example. Uh, I was just uh, a couple months ago, I was asked to present to a, a county here in Florida uh, to their athletic directors. And, and that was our topic, you know, the 14 legal duties. Uh, I would actually share that um, every year with our head coaches, uh, you know, from a coaching standpoint. Uh, you know, these are the things that I'm doing as an AD, but, you know, these are the levels that you well need to coach, to. need to do yeah. that. Yeah, no, Absolutely. great, great stuff. Um, if someone goes to the NIAAA's website, you know, the main website, um, where do they go to find those types of resources for the IAA magazine? I'm putting you on the spot here. Well, in essence, if you go to the website and you go to the main page, I'm trying to kind of pull it up to make sure I remember. It's under professional development. Right. And you can find out the different things that are there. Uh, there's some, some areas that it talks about those. There's also a spot, member resources that's under the member portal. Mm -hmm. So if you go to those and click on that, you will find some areas that you can get to the magazine with. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's as easy as it should be, but at the same time, we do have a uh, area that has all of the magazines archived. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm working with the NIAAA to make sure that's a, a one click instead of a three or four click. So <laughs> sometimes we get buried a little bit, but if you keep looking, you'll find it there. So. Uh, and again, you go to the NIAAA.org website, uh, look on that main banner, you know, maybe do a little exploring, but you know, check out those resources for the members. Okay? Absolutely. Uh, once again, uh, we're visiting with Bill Fitzgerald, uh, longtime athletic director in Nebraska, uh, current executive director for the Nebraska AD Association, and also chair of the NIAAA Publications Committee. We're going to be back with some more, but we're going to take one more break to hear from our sponsors. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Go to Vital Signs 
walloffame.com. And you're going to learn ideas to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute by calling 614-981-3589 or shoot them an email at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back. We're visiting with Bill Fitzgerald uh, from Nebraska. Bill, you and I are of a, a similar age, and uh, I can remember a hundred years ago when I was in high school, uh, it was very common for my coaches to use phrases like, uh, come on, Jake, you got to suck it up, or come on, Jake, uh, you got to be tough. Uh, and, and I think we've found over the years, you know, maybe better ways to, you know, communicate that to our student athletes. You know, toughness is a very important part of, of the athletic experience. Um, so how can a coach or an AD coach, uh, their people to be tough, uh, while also being aware of, you know, the very real social emotional challenges that let's say a generation Z kid is experiencing. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Well, I, I thought about this for a little bit when you asked me this to begin with, and I, I, I think it deals with the culture of the school the culture that the AD and the coaching staff want to put out there. Uh, you need to be cognizant of feelings with kids, but you also need to keep them understanding that you are there for them. You are not trying to do something against them. You're trying to help them be a better athlete, a better person and involvement. There might be some times where when I was coaching, I would say something a little bit tough to somebody. But at the same time, I would turn around and pat him on the back afterwards and say, hey, you did a nice job with that. You took that well. There's going to be times I'm going to be mad at you. But if there's something that I'm not saying, you're probably in worse trouble in that respect. Uh, you need to probably make sure that you visualize and express yourself in a manner that people can understand in this generation. Um, a lot of times... You know, when I was growing up, as well as you, Jake, we had coaches that jumped our butts quite a bit. And it was one of those things where you just basically took it. Nowadays, it's a little more sensitive action. You have to be aware of that. Uh, I had at least a couple coaches in my career where we had to talk about that a little bit and how to adjust to that need. And it's different coaching those folks now than it used to be. 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, you, you talk about uh, a couple of key points, you know, the culture that exists, you know, school-wide, as well as, you know, that one-on-one -on -one culture between the coach and the student athletes. Um, and again, the challenges maybe for an AD to work with coaches to help them, you know, communicate uh, the love that they have. You know, you, again, you go back uh, a long time ago, you know, Lombard, Vince Lombardi, you know, uh, yes. certainly you know, I think the personification of the tough coach, but every single one of his players, you know, when you ask them, they loved him. So, you know, he had done whatever it took to create that relationship where he could coach them hard, but they knew it was coming from a place of love. You know, very important. You, you look at some of the, the great high school, college, NFL, pro sports coach, coaches that are, I mean, they're relating more to their athletes. 
And I think that's the important thing. How are you putting the same thing across that you need to teach them, but in a different way and a different manner? And there's, it's not that tough love kind of situation anymore. It's more of a, we can get to this. This is what we need to do. How can you work with me to get to that point? So. Oh, absolutely. It's much more, uh, uh, I would say, collaborative now between coach and, and student athlete. Very good stuff. Bill, this has been great uh, connecting. And, uh, you know, I knew a little bit about your story, but uh, you know, very cool to, to have you share it today. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, you certainly know your way around uh, the world of athletics. But uh, when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to ask you to send out a young athletic director on their very first job. But we're only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So uh, stay with us. Uh, we're going to hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack that sponsors the athletic director toolbox. And then we're going to find out what uh, Bill Fitzgerald is going to put in his new AD's toolbox. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic department. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the usually 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out on some important information. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Okay, we're back with Bill Fitzgerald, Certified Master Athletic Administrator, Executive Director for the Nebraska AD Association. Bill, uh, we already established, you know, you're a veteran AD, but right now uh, we're going to ask you to send out a young athletic director on their first job. What three tools are going to go in Bill Fitzgerald's athletic director toolbox? Well, one thing that happened to me probably in my first or second year as an AD, um, we had a bus accident where we had kids on the road, headed to an athletic event uh, at, at the school I was at. We had three lines that came into the school. It was on the news before anything else happened. And our basically our school was flooded with calls and checks. Nobody knew who was on the bus. Nobody knew who was going on. So the superintendent sent me with the bag phone, if you remember those, and went up to the accident scene. That way I could take care of things and communicate. But we also didn't really, you know, we had a roster, we had those kind of things. Who are the statisticians? Who are the, you know, managers? Who went along on a ride with it? You know, that kind of thing. So I established bus logs. And back then it was paper pencil. You basically checked kids off and stuck it in a folder on your way out the door. And then when you came back, this is who you came back with. But when we had that, I could have taken that list 
and known who we had, who we needed to be aware of and check care of. Now in this day and age of technology, it's a Google sheet, it's real easy. They make no checks at all if they have everybody on their list. You can break it up by teams, by groups, by levels and do it all in that respect. And I think it was a great thing that we worked with at our school as one of the things we needed to do. The other two tools that I think I would probably put in are kind of philosophical. They're things that my dad taught me a long time ago. The first one is you always treat the custodians, secretaries and cooks like they are the most important people in the, in the building because they are, they're the ones that run the building. And if you have good relationships with those folks, you get along just fine with stuff. Uh, I started doing that even when I was in high school, talking to them, you know, finding out what was going on. They knew my name and they took an interest in what I was doing then too. And the cooks always seemed to put just a little bit more on my plate as well. So that helped. Uh, the last thing that I would say probably that my dad also gave me, and it's, it's something that you live by. If you make a mistake, admit it immediately and correct it as fast as you can. And being truthful is the only way to be genuine when you're dealing with people. Uh, you know, we are in this job. We are not always going to be 100% right. As managers and administrators, you need to be the ones that help others. So when you make a mistake or do, do something the right way, make it right, fix it, correct it, and admit it. Wow, just uh, some great, great lessons for all of us, not just new ADs, but uh, veteran ADs as well. Bill, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and uh, pick your brain a little bit, um, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Probably the best way would be at my email, and that would be Bill, B-I-L-L, Fitz, F-I-T-Z, 54 at gmail.com. It's all lowercase. Um, I got a lot of things that come across my plate every day, but I'll be sure happy to answer any questions for anybody if they have some. And uh, for our listeners, Bill is also very active uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, tweeting about a, a number of things, uh, athletic related and otherwise. So uh, check him out. Bill Fitzgerald, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Jake, it has been a privilege and an honor. Thank you very much. And I enjoyed talking to you today. Mm -hmm. Well, same, same back at you, sir. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of Team Building Tips, as well as our regular interviews on the Educational AD Podcast. Before we go, we want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more at hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.